Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You said D- if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Decency doesn't save a nation. No, it does not come naturally. Decency doesn't come naturally. No, it's systems and structures. Decency doesn't that, come naturally. It's systems and structures. That bring it. Yeah. You see, decency doesn't save nations. Yeah, you, you did say decency doesn't save. We can't save <laughs> a nation true. by Somebody being systems and structures by being nice. Yes. You can't. You can't save a country by being nice. Yes. Um, it's 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 exactly 7 p.m. It's time for us to make way for the Joy Sports team, George Ado Jr., getting ready to bring us locker room. Let me say a big, big, big thank you to Foss connecting with us from the UK, George connecting with us from the US, Kofi in studio, Golda, and Esther as well. My name is Daniel Dazi. If this conversation has done anything for you, let it continue a conversation about what real solutions are. Let's move Ghana from railing about problems and thinking about real solutions. I wish, for instance, that you could pick up a phone and call your member of parliament and ask him, are we seriously going to say that we can't get an independent special prosecutor to work without intimidation in this country? I wish you could call him and ask him and see if he can give you a good answer. My name is Daniel Dazi. Many thanks to Manuel Kranting and Ernest Mini for doing the production. Macrahon.
We are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you inform them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom, and my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627092. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. It's important to create a productive and supportive working environment by investing in your employees' health. With a leading international track record, Apex Health Insurance is regulated and licensed by the National Health Insurance Authority to provide medical insurance services to institutional clients, families, and individuals. Apex Student Package and International Medical Solutions are all here to cushion you. Visit Apex Health Insurance Office at Zion House, Boundary Road, or call 0501-683-914 or 0232-000-015. In Kumasi, we are located opposite Prempe College, Sofoline, and in Takradi, Apex Health, your preferred health insurer. with managing our economy better, which leader can give us free SHS and enhance the education of our children? Who can you trust to protect us during dark periods such as COVID-19? Who has the competence to protect our economy, build roads and dams? Do you remember the dark periods of Jusor, Create, Loot and Share Brigade? This December, remember we cannot afford the risk. Let's vote for Nana Ikufuado and the NPP to protect our progress. Training all of us, I'm a husband. Then you're a teacher's training all of us. I'm a gardener of the show. Empty the other 
operating four weekly flights from across over 100 destinations worldwide. Book today with greater flexibility and benefit from our all-inclusive furs, starting from 654 US dollars, earning up to 7,000 bonus Q miles. Book today at CarterAirways.com. Terms and conditions apply. Carter Airways, going places together. Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. A busy weekend that cleverly switches from international action to domestic football approaches with so much on it. Yes, resumption of club football and its associated rivalries. In Spain, Barcelona and Atletico Madrid lead the way. In Italy, AC Milan Napoli makes for a tasty fixture. We preview all matchups in Spain, Germany, Italy and France. But in England, the 21st century classic that has often produced tons of goals is back on. Comes out for a driving shot that flies into the top corner from Riyad Mahrez. Goodness me, caught that brilliant, oh, superb penalty into the top corner. That was just about unstoppable. And it's Manchester City 1, Leicester City 1. Castan- Guardiola versus Jose Mourinho, Spurs versus Manchester City, game fit for the gods, and we have a special preview ahead of this one. Plus, a complete roundup of games, including Chelsea, Newcastle, Manchester United, West Brom, and Liverpool, Leicester in the English Premier League. Also coming up, it's all about setting your objectives right and ensuring that your players go by the principles of play and maybe the strategy map. You see, having taken the lead one zero up, it took less than less than twelve minutes. To go down to um, two, 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 one. Yeah, when you want to use today's game to assess the team, it may be right at the point, but it's not 100% because uh, it's the first league match. Like I said, players were anxious, players wanted to you know, start and all that. But we believe we can become better. We should have beaten them like five goals. Even in the first half, we created like seven clear cuts chances that and the goal the goal came as a result of our mistake they did not create one single chance that is where my headache is that the play we play good game 50 50 that goal is a, it's a clean goal it's a clean goal i don't know how we are going to write against that ghana premier league versus a match day two with early pressure on giants to perform already after round one asante kotoko adriano stars Midyama sc and ashanti gold all seek massive improvements 
We preview our games across centers beginning with the game tonight. If you'd like to send us a message, we'd love to read them via social media accounts. Joy slash 99.7 on Facebook. 0551111997 on WhatsApp. Or you can tweet at us at joysportsgh. We'll be in Australia to monitor key developments ahead of next year's opening Grand Slam and get you updates in the ongoing ATP Finals in London. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sports. Hello from me, George Adder Jr. and welcome. And it's always such a pleasure to have you alongside us here on Friday evenings. We're going all the way to 8 p.m. Great stuff to talk about. Remember, once again, the line to call as later when we activate it, 03022 And then the WhatsApp line to sending your messages to 0551-111-997. Always a good place to start. We start our show from the Ghana Premier League. One that I hope he very well with. Asalama has made a mistake. On the way now of a car, Hartsevo taking shot, taking over again by Radio Voja. Voja with the ball, then hits a lovely cross above everybody. Ball goes to post. Joseph Esso gets the goal, and the phobia birds are flying free. They've got the equalizer. It's 1 1 here at the Crossbow Stadium. So you know what time it is. And already we know that we've had one game. Adan Techiman, 11 wonders, beating drops by two goals to nil. Going so strong. Prince of Krakow with another goal. We'll be in Techiman shortly to talk about that game. But now let's quickly find some live football for you. Legon Cities are up against Accra Great Olympics right now. At the Crossport Stadium is a good time to find out what's happening there. Riku Ampofu, uh, my colleague, has been watching the game. I think he's there with Benaya and, uh, you know, in a Force force And they're watching the game. Uh, Oriko, thank you very much for joining us this evening. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's been a great game so far, George. Okay, tell me, what's the scoreline? Anyone scored yet? Yeah, Olympics have taken the lead. Uh, it was one goal to nail us. We currently stay here. We've done five minutes into the second half in Olympics. They scored through a free kick by Gaston Awako right at the edge of uh, the box. So it was just about a minute to the halftime break. And it was a well-deserved lead uh, for Olympics. Well, I don't know how you're going to describe this. Was it against the run of play or indeed Great Olympics have looked just the better side so far? Olympics, I must say, have looked like the better side right from the onset. They look like they wanted it more. And it, just as we're speaking, Olympics have got a penalty and could possibly double their lead. But as I was saying, George, Olympics have been the better team right from the onset. They've pressed Lake on City who struggled to come out of their own area uh, due to the high press uh, being deployed by coach Anna Walker. And Olympics had the better chances. Uh, their striker, Abdul Manaf Mudasiru, could have had about three goals in the first half. And it wasn't going to be a case of missed opportunities for the leader, the boys, right up until Mudasiru was brought down at the edge of the box. Katsunawako stepped up and scored uh, the subsequent free kick. It deflected off the wall and Fatal Dada was left helpless on the floor as the ball crawled in and they celebrated massively and are leading by one goal to nil. But as I said, the referee has pointed to the spot and Olympics could possibly double the lead uh, from the penalty spot. And uh, I must say up until this point, they, they certainly have deserved this and they have played as the better side. It's a chance for Olympics to double their lead. He steps up. It's a goal. Fatal Dada gets the right way. But Olympics have doubled their lead and now lead by two goals to nil. And they scored the penalty through their captain, Maxo Ni Abekwe. And I must say, it has been well deserved, George. And we've now done 52 minutes at that cross stadium. It's a crack Olympics to Legon City's nil. 
Well, that's great. Yeah, already your crackers and leaves are looking great. So, I mean, Oreku, just 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 to touch it because we'll be coming back to you. Uh, I mean, maybe twice before we end the show, just at the top of the hour. My only question is, you know what? They drew one-one with Midiama SC. At this point, can we say that it's simply not a fluke, or Lagos Cities have not put their stuff together? Just can you please repeat your question? Uh, you know, the, I, I couldn't the, quite hear. Yeah, they drew one-one with Midiama SC on match day one. Uh, they, you know, they traveled, they traveled and drew 1-1 with Midiama SC at Kragwet Olympics. And today they are doing this. It, it's just a team we have to watch. Or Legon City is having enough color. Uh, I'm really struggling to hear you. Okay. I don't know if you can yeah, hear me. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. It's better. You can hear me right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I was just telling you that Midiama SC yeah. drew one all with Great Olympics. Yeah. And, and I don't know if um, <laughs> this is the team that we should be watching, Great Olympics, because... <laughs> Many people said, oh, well, it's just a flash in the pan. They always try to find a way when they go to Takwa. They found that way. But now they are, yeah. they are beating Legon Cities by two goals to nil. And I'm asking, you know, is it just a side we need to watch? Or <laughs> Legon Cities have been just poor tonight? I, I think it's a case of maybe something that Olympics have up their sleeve. And they are one of the sides who certainly have benefited from the break in the league. Uh, remember, they were really struggling. Uh, had to wait up until three games before they could pick up their first three points from the Tricator League ended up, you know, regaining some sort of form, finishing about 10th in the Tricator League. But then it was a case of how how high can they go and how good can this side become under Norwalker, who we know has a world of experience. And he went into the transfer market, brought in 11 players and said that he, he's now trusting the younger players because he feels that they have fresh blood. And tonight he started five of those new signings and it doesn't look as if they're new signings. This looks like a team that have been together for months. Whenever they have the ball, they've been composed. Nobody hoofs the ball up the field. They're playing a tiki-taka type of football where it's one touch stuff, moving the ball progressively straight from the defenders to the attack. And that's how they got their penalty uh, in the second half. It's been really smooth from them, very similar to what we saw against Mediama. And it might be this composure that could possibly make them the underdogs uh, you know, heading into this game. And I was just speaking to uh, some of the Legon City's officials and prior to this game, the confidence was really high from the Legon City's come because obviously they would come into this game underestimated, you know, underestimating this, uh, this Olympic side. And it has clearly reflected as they've not been able to match the intensity of Olympics who currently lead by two goals to know. So I, I think they're a side to watch uh, the season, George. Thank you very much, Rick Wampo, for coming to us from the Carsport Stadium. We'll go there at full time to find out just what the story is. Maybe Legon Cities have a bit of performance in them to try and fight it all back. You're on the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. So then, let's quickly clear up all the issues with the Ghana Premier League. Let's now head to Tachiman. Why not? 11 wonders, money to be dropped by two goals to nail. Prince Okraku back on there. A man, Anasabit, was watching the game and joins me right now. Let's just check how that's looking right now and that's how you doing this evening because i'm doing great oh yes and it's good to have you and and to just remind our our listeners that anas is back on the beat anyway on sunday on the joy sports arena when we do the ghana premier league live he'll be coming your way with the kim faisal adriana game more to come on that though but tell me uh techiman 11 wonders all of a sudden seem to be taking the premier league by storm they've got a, a coach who is junior Moreno with all his antics and stuff and they've got men to score the goal. Prince Okraku scored again. Just tell me, how exciting was that? Oh, woof. I hope we have not lost him. Uh, we'll try and get him back on the line. And that Sabit was just going to be telling us about that. But if you're just coming into it, let me just quickly update you on what is happening in the Ghana Premier League. Because match A2 has started. And then the first game, we had Techiman 11 Wonders winning by two goals to nil against the Busan Dwarfs. And then at the Crossball Stadium right now, as we speak, is in the second half. Rick Wampoff did just report to us that Great Olympics are leading by two goals to nil against Legon Cities. And that's absolutely tight. So we got a few rounds to do because remember that on Sunday we can be where we Ghana Premier League live uh, for the uh, Santi Kotoko fans and Brickham Chelsea fans. You have that opportunity, surely, uh, to listen into good commentary. Let's see, we've got Anas Sabit back on the line. Anas, uh, if you can hear me, just tell me, uh, how good is this Tachiman 11 on the side? Um... I must say, um, the team's performance this afternoon was uh, fantastic. Uh, from the goalkeeping segment to the defense to the midfield, there's this kind of uh, connectivity between the, 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 the players. Uh, they seem to know each other very well. And uh, you could relate from their performance on the pitch 
and even off the pitch. Uh, I see the performance they put against Master Santi Kotoko uh, last week contributing immensely to their uh, victory uh, today. So, um, in fact, I'm very much impressed that the team entirely mm. uh, have, have, have uh, exhibited or shown that uh, they are ready uh, to take the Premier League by storm at this season. Good. Sabi, tell me then, uh, what's the hype around Coach Ignatius Fosu just looking like at the moment? I don't know. What, what, what are the Techiman folks saying about the man? Because already he's had he's done a number of interviews after that masterclass against Comasia Santa Cotoco. So tell me, what's the reaction back there in Techiman? In fact, he's such a passionate uh, coach. Um, he, he's so much focused on the job. Uh, you remember I, I found a story um, yesterday about the team's preparations ahead of um, uh, this particular game. And uh, when you get to the uh, training grounds of our 11 Wonders, the coach is on the pitch throughout the training, uh, issuing instructions here and there. And he's that active, like uh, the then how Mourinho was uh-huh. active in his, in his early days at uh, Chelsea. Uh, the same way uh, this particular coach is uh, trying to ensure that everything is being done on the pitch. In fact, he, 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 I had a bit of issues with him at a point because I wanted to engage him during the training session and he told me, until they are through with their training, <laughs> it's not having time for any any a, anybody else. And the, the fans here are quite impressed with uh, how committed and how passionate uh, he is about uh, his role as the coach of uh, the Tachiman Eleven One Day. But look, Anastasis in Tachiman is giving us the news that we need. There, you know what? Uh, can you tell us a bit about the team? Yes, we know Prince of Krakow scoring goals. People love them. How how have they managed to put together such a team? Who are these players? You know, doing the thing for them. Yes, George, you know, um, in fact, almost all the players uh, the team is playing with have been with them uh, the past season. Uh, they seem to know each other very well uh, from the way uh, they play. And uh, um, in fact, last season, they did uh, lose concentration at a point in the league. Uh, you remember? Uh, uh, yes, I remember. Ross were in town. Yes. They picked a point yep. here. Yep. Uh, the same 11 wonders uh, some seasons back when Tichman City Football club was in the in, in the league came to Tichman and then defeated Tichman City by two goals to zero. So they seem to know the the, the pitch very well or the, the terrain very well. But uh, with this one team, they seem to have some sort of belief that um, no one is above them, and as a result of that, they want to exhibit uh, their strength against whatever club they are going to play. So for me, what is actually contributing to their strength has to do with how the team seems to know each other very well with fewer signings. The rest of the players have been with the team for some seasons now and they seem to know each other quite so well. Well, you made a fantastic point, especially when you talk about the belief. I remember when you interviewed them ahead of the Kotoko game, they, they said, look, we're just as good as Kotoko or we're even better as we're going to prove a point. They did really prove a point. Thank you very much, Anas Sabit, for joining us. We'll hear from and, you on Sunday. A quick one, yes? Sabit? Yeah, George, I, what I want to add is, you remember uh, the, the fans I took with uh, two years ago? yeah. Oh, we have lost uh, Anas Abit on the line. Have we lost him? Okay, that's fine. So, Anas, thank you very much. Anas Abit, watch the game involving uh, Techiman, 11 Wonders and Ibuzo Dwarfs. That's the first game of Match A2. Wonders won that game at two goals to nail. We're telling you as well, right now, at the Crossport Stadium, Great Olympics lead Legon Cities by two goals to nail. Rick Wampoff will be joining us again to give us an update on that once there's a change in that scoreline. Remember, Kotoko fans, we've got live commentary for you on Sunday. It's Kotoko versus Brickle Chelsea or Chelsea versus Kotoko. And then on Tuesday, we get to see Accra Hartsburg for the first time this season. They're up against Ashanti Gold and we're bringing you live commentary there as well. Let's head to Kumasi right now. Nuhu Adams is on the line. Hello, Nuhu. How are you doing? Uh, Richard is fine, George. That's right. No, it's good to have you in there. And uh, <laughs> already we're seeing great stuff happening with the, with, the, with the Premier League. Are you surprised the Great Olympics are up by two goals to nil against Legon City? Well, um, I'm not surprised. Mm. Um, for for them to go to a venue like Takwa to get one point against Mediama uh, means we should take Great Olympics very, very serious. That's right. And if you are watching the game against Legon City, you could, you could clearly see that Great Olympics have a very good team. They are playing very good football and they deserve to be 2-0 up. So um, any team facing Great Olympics will have to take them very, very serious. They are not like last season. Hmm. Yes, even though last season they had some wins and then some good results. But I think there are much, much improvement in the team this time around. Um, the, t- the coach, Anna Walker, um, uh, used the, the, the period to work on the team. Mm. You know, they didn't 
sign metal players or big name players into the team. But for an worker to get a very formidable team, a very good side, to get a draw in Takwa and the leading level cities to zero means the coach did extremely well during the holidays. So I think Great Olympics mm. are on the right path. Let's see how the subsequent games will go and then we can say Great Olympics are gradually cementing their, their, their status in the Ghana Premier League. Well, I think no one makes a point. Like, for those of you who already want to get carried away, it's just two games in the Ghana Premier League. Hello? So, yeah, you can win the Premier League just to play two games, but it's all exciting. Uh, no, let's touch on a few issues here as we try to look forward to the season and look forward, really, to the match day. We've got quite a number of games to come. Yes, Bichem and Wafa playing on Saturday. We'll talk about all of those games, but can we just start with a little row? Should I call it an impasse? Should I call it a row? Okay, between well, the, the broadcast right owner Star Times, the Ghana Football Association, and indeed uh, the Premier League Giants, Kumasi Asante, got the call about you know videoing league matches and all. Just tell me, we have heard from both sides. We have seen the letters. Now they've decided that they all are going to meet on Monday, and we'll we'll know what happens from there. But tell me, how do you expect this to be amicably you know resolved? And and whilst all of this is going on, the other clubs are watching too. No. Well, George, I'm, I, I was quite shocked. Um, this thing. Uh, became uh, a major a major discussion in the um, sp- media space. Mm. This shouldn't have been a problem at all because um, we all know um, that has been the practice. Last season, um, you know, I'm a venue media officer. Yeah. So last season, we, we were we were told that cl- clubs can take footages or videos of of their matches yeah. for educational and technical purposes, mm. and then um, they were doing it. So I was surprised. The Ghana Football Association came out with that decision through the Executive Council. I think what the GFA did wrong was the communication. They should have communicated earlier to the clubs for the clubs to be aware that this is what is going to happen. But um, it was just unfortunate. And one thing um, that I think Kotoko also got it all wrong is that even though they were having receipts of payment made to the Ghana Football Association, um, they should have gotten an approval letter from the Ghana Football Association. So during the pre-match, conference, pre-match meeting, then you present your letter to everybody around or everybody present that today we are going to take video of the game. So the match commission and everybody will be aware that in the course of the game, we, Kumasas and Tokotoko, are filming the game for educational and technical purposes. But I think um, those communications didn't go well. That's why, um, at the end of the day, the GFA tried to prevent Kotoko mm. from using the view to capture the, the, the match. This shouldn't have been a problem at all. We've seen um, in Europe, let me take the English Premiership as an example. You know the Premiership um, videos have copyright and it is very, very hard for you yes. to get them even on Twitter and Facebook. But at least... When you visit the individual clubs' um, website, Some they two have, minutes or three minutes, um, mm-hmm. highlight mm-hmm. and other things there. So, I think this should have been um, uh, an easy case to solve. But the communication from both sides, that matter, Kotoko and then GFA didn't go. That's why we are. We're, we are here. I'm, I'm expecting the GFA and all the um, stakeholders, that's the 18 um, Premier League clubs, to solve this amicably on Monday. Probably there might be a solution. I think um, we will go ahead and then we will allow the clubs to, to take forms of, of their matches mm. for education and technical purposes. Mm. Right. No, you know what? We've got live commentary. Uh, Asante Kotoko, Brickham Chelsea, Brickham Chelsea, Asante Kotoko, and Accra Hazel, Asante Gold. So, you know what? Let's just have a quick chat on that. Mubarak will join us with a wrap of what to expect fully. Now, tell me, uh, we saw Kotoko against Wonders. <laughs> it was 1-1. Most fans were not excited. Well, you we don't win the season with the first game. But are you expecting any improvements then against Bakum Chelsea at the Golden City Park? Well, <laughs> the Golden City Park has always been a difficult ground for Kumasiya Sante Kotoko. And we all know what Bakum Chelsea did to Kumasiya Sante Kotoko last season. Mm-hmm. Um, they came to Kumasiya to beat them. So Kotoko have that at the back of their mind that they are playing against a side um, that can surprise them at any given time. Kotoko were, were in convincing against um, Levin Wonders. So, well, if they should have to get a win or draw from the game, 
against the Kumtians, they will have to double up effort. And then one thing is that Kotoko will need at least a draw or win from the game because their next game is Africa Cup Champions League. They need that Bora, they need that confidence to to to, to travel to Mauritania to play FC Nwadibu. So um, I think Master Kuledu and his guys will have to go into the game mm. um, having at the back of their mind that at all costs they have to get all the three points from Bakum. At least a draw back to Kumasi will be very, very good for them. But we can't write off Bakum Chelsea. They got 1-1 with Legon City. Even though they've, they've lost um, Ahmed Adams and then Zakaria Fusenia at the back of their defense. But to get Edward Poro who knows the Bakum Golden City packed so, so well um, with much experience in the Ghana Premier League. It's an equally good replacement for Ahmed Adams and the, and the Zakaria Fuseni. Mm. So I think um, it's going to be a very tough game. I believe Kumasi and Kotoko can get a win if they improve on what we saw against the Wallace. If not, they'll be in trouble. If there should be any win, I think the Kum Chelsea stand the chance of getting Good. that win. If Kotoko doesn't improve, but a draw um, looks very, very likely in this game. Right, uh, no, just a final one. Let's talk about Accra Hasvog. You know what? There's a feeling that Hasvog can win the league. You know, I went along with Hasvog winning the league, and I was looking around, and I'm like, yeah, but what? They've got a team. They've got a good team. Haven't they got a good team? Can they do well, something? Hasvog are having a very good team. Just uh, that, that we haven't seen them play in the in the Ghana Premier League. It was just unfortunate their game against Ghana uh, didn't yeah. come on. But um, for Hasvog. To be able to keep about 90% of their squad last season to tell you at least when they are playing, you should expect some coercion, some telepathy in their play. So, playing against Ashgold, um, a depleted Ashgold, that let me put it that way, um, is, is going to be an interesting fixture. Ashgold um, will be missing the services of Samir Ibrahim and Mark Ejokunde. They, they, they all suffered in injuries against Carola United. So, probably. The depleted as good side will also be missing some of their key players as well. But they will be welcoming Kodam Wako back into, into the team, mm. which is an improvement and an encouragement for the coach, Milovan um, Sekovic. Um, Asgood will need that confidence going into their cup Congress cup game against Salitas FC next week. Mm. Uh, but it's going to be very, very difficult um, since the game is being played at our class post. I think last season it was 0 0. At a class for them, also who created all the necessary chances but failed to to get the goal. So I think on paper, House of can favorite. I I believe they look they have the advantage slightly mm. ahead of Ashanti Good. But as good as we know, with the coach um, being a Serbian, these Serbian coaches know the, the African terrain so well, they can devise some strategy for straight House of Oak and then get a draw. Mm. But if there should be any win, I think House of Oak have the that chance to, to get that win. Right, no Adams, my colleague from Ashra FM, you know, manning and making sure Kumasi is safe and fine and doing a great job as well at the Lenclay Stadium. Thank you very much for your time. We'll hear from you again on Sunday when all these games are done. Nuhu, great to have you. Oh, I've had you on the show. Let's just now check out on the games to look forward to. So now, take your pen and paper. Mubarak, uh, Haruna Mubarak has got a wrap of the Ghana Premier League games to expect on match day two. After a topic showing against 11 Wonders at their Sports Stadium on match day one, Asante Kotoko will be aiming to secure their first win of the season when they travel to the Bono region to face Brekum Chelsea. The Pokemon Warriors failed to beat 11 Wonders as the match ended 1-1, but it could have been a different result had the Techiman club been clinical up front. Kotoko's opponent, Brekum Chelsea, also drew 1-1, but Diaz came away from home against Legon Cities. In the last 10 meetings between Kotoko and Brekum Chelsea, the Pokemon Warriors have picked two wins, but have lost three times with five matches, ending in stalemate. Max Okonado will have to mastermind a victory without Augustine Okra and Latif Nabila, as both are injured. Kifaisa welcome former champions Ediana Stars to their adapted home venue, Ohene Amayao Park. The Kumasi-based outfit will settle for nothing less than a win. Following last week's 4-3 loss at Sogakope, the hosts already have their bodies fired up after playing one competitive game in the season, as Ediana Stars are yet to play a match due to the postponement 
of their fixture with Accra House of Oak following outstanding COVID-19 issues. In the last decade, these teams have met six times. Kim Faisal have run out winners in two of them, while Eduana Stars have four triumphs. Elmina Sharks entertain Liberty professionals as they seek their first victory of the season at the Indoor Sports Complex. Liberty professionals who were held to a 1-1 draw at home by Bechem United will also be looking to claim all three points in Cape Coast. The Scientific Soccer Lights suffered a 3-1 defeat in their last visit to the fishing town and they will be seeking for revenge. After creating several chances and failing to put the ball into the back of the net against Inter Allies, Dreams FC will intend correcting their mistakes and making the most out of their chances when they host title favourites Mediama Sporting Club in Dewu. Both teams drew their first game of the season. Bechem United had their season opener delayed until Monday because of doubts about COVID-19 test results for the playing body but managed to return from Dansuman with one point. They have the opportunity to make it better when they welcome league leaders Wafa at the Nanaja Park. The Hunters will have to dig deep against the Sogakope boys who are brimming with confidence as they were the only side to win on match day one. After a hard 4-2-2 draw with Ashanti Gold in Obuasi, Karela United are back at Eninase for their home fixture against Inter Allies who drew goalless with Dreams FC on match day one. As usual, the 11-1 side have lost some of their key players including Victorian Adebayo and Samuel Ama who contributed 18 goals in the last campaign. Their crowd-based club will be hoping others step up to the plate in place of those who departed. So you know what to do. I've seen that some of your messages. I'll read them though. I see Copacol fans are warming up into the game. So what? Well, live commentary for you on Sunday. Breakroom Chelsea up against Comasia Santa Copacol. And then on Tuesday, we've got a crowd hearts of Oak up against Ashanti Gold. That's live here. On Wednesday, we've got Champions League action for you. And also, as a double, double decker for you then on Sunday, we've got Arsenal versus Leeds. That's one for you to look out for. So we'll move away from the Ghana Premier League anyway. We're just keeping tabs on what's happening at the Crossbow Stadium in a bit. We'll get back to Rick Wampoffer. But now let's talk about the English Premier League. What's happening? What are the key updates? What's been going on this week there? I've been speaking with the BBC's Mas Faruqi on uh, our special Joy Sports BBC two-way series. Enjoy this. Thanks, Mass, for your time this weekend. And they have brought us smiles on the return of domestic football, surely. But let's start with the groundbreaking legislation on substitutions. And we know 15 out of 20 Premier League clubs backed the five subs in a league game at the meeting on Wednesday after EFL clubs agreed on five substitutions. How close is the Premier League then to rolling out this policy? Hello, George. Yes, I think the significance of the English Football League clubs that you mentioned, so those in the leagues just below the top one of the Premier League here in England, agreeing to that move to five substitutes this week immediately. So from this weekend, I think that's the clearest indicator yet that the Premier League itself will revert back to having five subs. It's the only major European league not to have stuck with five substitutes this year since football resumed. It went back to three at the beginning of the season. And we've seen the injuries, which indicate player burnout, player fatigue, and plenty of them. So muscle injuries, hamstring problems too amounting up. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see the Premier League clubs asked to vote again on this issue soon and whether the outcome of that vote would now be in favour of five substitutes. Mars, we know the two leading European associations are preparing to lobby the IFA board to make the five-sub rule permanent instead of maintaining it only as a COVID-19 relief. So, what are the pros and cons? How will this affect the game? Yeah, I think the discrepancy between the so-called big clubs and the rest, particularly newly promoted sides, would grow because the likes of Manchester City and Chelsea, Real Madrid, Juventus, those competing in the, in the European Champions League, they have the resources and the strength and the depth in their squad to compete in all these competitions and so could very easily rotate players in and out if, if they were allowed five subs. Smaller teams perhaps rely on, on only 18 players from their squad for most of the season and so that's the main con I think that it would put those smaller teams at a distinct disadvantage. But on the positive side we could see more exciting games I think if managers are able to switch up play so much by, by bringing in five fresh players. 
The immediate issue of player burnout in a congested season means for many leagues and competitions, five subs at the moment is the short-term answer. But I don't know what it will be in the long term, though, George. Mas, let's get on to the pitch right now. And the weekend headline at lunchtime on Saturday, we'll see Tottenham Hotspur locking horns with Manchester City in a special game to savour. A little bit of reprieve for Pep with Sergio Guerrero coming back. Does that improve City's chances anyway of beating Mourinho Spurs greatly? I think it does. We know how much Manchester City have struggled without Aguero. City also off the field this week receiving boosts with Guardiola signing a contract extension to stay in charge at the club. Midfielder Kevin De Bruyne revealing he started talks for a new deal as well. And for Guardiola, a matchup against one of his great managerial rivals in, in Jose Mourinho is one we as fans, I know, always look forward to. And these are the kind of games that City have to win now if they're going to close that gap to those at the top of the table. I'm really hoping it will be a really good game, George. Uh, Mars, you wonder at this stage who will get injured next at Liverpool. Van Dijk, Fabinho, Gomez all out. Mohamed Salah also out due to COVID-19. It really appears to deplete the side. How do you expect Klopp to manage the situation? And is this the best time for Leicester to be playing the champions? I think it probably is a great time for Leicester to be playing Liverpool. Without Salah, I think we can expect another start for Diogo Jota. Remember, in that draw with Manchester City, Jurgen Klopp opted to start all four of Jota, Roberto Firmino, Salah and Sadio Mane. And it didn't quite work. I reckon he will try and tweak the play of the now trio up front to, to see if Jota can have more of an impact in this game. He's been a great signing, hasn't he, since he joined from Wolves. But it's at the back, I think, that Liverpool and Klopp are going to have most of a challenge preparing for this match against Leicester. You know, a makeshift defence, how is that going to do against Jamie Vardy, who's definitely one of the players in great form going forward at the moment in the Premier League? Managers have complained bitterly about the shuttling in general. It doesn't get any better with the Champions League games expected early next week. Should we be more worried that managers of bigger teams with huge squads are the loudest? They do tend to steal the headlines, don't they, George? Remember after that Liverpool City game a fortnight ago, Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp sort of consulted with each other at the full-time whistle to make sure they both came out with similar views, with similar points after the game in, in their post-match uh, interviews with us, the media. Uh, they talked about five substitutes, about the congestion fixture list, and, and so on, and about teams being asked to play on, on Saturday lunchtime, for instance, when they might only have returned from, from European games on Thursday, and how that puts them at a disadvantage. You know, in this unique 2020, I think we can give them a certain amount of the benefit of the doubt when we look at the busy schedule, when we look at, as we say, the, the injuries mounting up. But it is an ongoing concern, absolutely, that managers of, of big teams are the loudest. And that's why I think speculation around a so-called European Super League for some of these biggest teams, that never quite goes away, does it? Mas Pep Guardiola has signed a two-year deal that will see him remain as Manchester City manager until the summer of 2023. Two Premier League titles, the FA Cup, three League Cups since joining in 2016. How important is it for Pep to grab the elusive European trophy for City? Oh, it's hugely important, George. He says he has unfinished business at City and we know exactly what he means. He means in Europe, he's won everything else he can with the club, the league title and with a record points total at that, the FA Cup too, the domestic league cup multiple times. This is the one competition in the European Champions League that he was brought in to City to bring success and he hasn't been able to do that yet. They haven't even made it past the quarterfinals in the European Champions League and he's seen one of their biggest rivals in the Premier League, Liverpool, win it in 2019. So we know that it's a huge competition, not just for Manchester City, but for Pep Guardiola, who hasn't won it now, I don't think, as a manager for nine years. He knows that his legacy at the club won't be viewed as the very best unless he's able to bring that trophy back to the Etihad. And that is why I think, George, he signed that contract extension at Manchester City this week. Mars, let's end with your take on the big games to come. Chelsea play Newcastle, Manchester United play West Brom, and Arsenal up against Leeds in a live game via BBC Sports World on the Joy Sports Arena. Well, I think that Arsenal-Leeds game on Sunday that you pick out could be a really fascinating one. I'm hoping for lots of goals from two of the informed players in the season so far, in Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and, and Patrick Bamford. And Thomas Partey, hopefully, will have a huge part to play in, in trying to break up Leeds' play going forward as well. Let's see as well if after his comments in the week, Paul Pogba 
if he's on the bench again for Manchester United. Remember, he talked about how happy he felt in the France squad, hinting that he doesn't feel that's the same at Old Trafford in another hint, perhaps, that he, he wants to try and leave United. And we know Frank Lampard is trying to assess all his players after they've returned from international duty from all over the world. And we don't quite know, I think, what that Chelsea squad, that Chelsea lineup, will look like on Saturday. But that game against Newcastle will be a game that Frank Lampard's team will be expected to win, I think. Thank you very much, Amaz, for our time on the show. And, of course, we can talk about the games to come. Why not this weekend? They're good games. Look, in Spain, and let's go Madrid. Barcelona is good. Moses has got the rest of the wrap. La Liga makes an emphatic return this weekend as Atletico Madrid host Barcelona in one of the most important fixtures of the top flight at the Wanda Metropolitano on Saturday. Both teams have been fairly inconsistent this season and have a point to prove in this game. However, Simeone and Atletico will be wary of their poor record against Barcelona, often struggling to get the better of the Blaugrana. La Liga High Flyers VRL meet champions Real Madrid on March Day 10. Unai Emery's troops are riding high in second place and alongside Real Sociedad have recognized an opportunity to unsettle the traditional top four. Elsewhere, Zinedine Zidane is under increasing pressure after the 4-1 loss to Valencia before the international break. Sevilla will host Celta Vigo and Valencia will travel to Alaves. Napoli and AC Milan have been two of the informed teams in Syria since the restart and they go head-to-head in a mouth-watering clash. The pair are in great scoring form and while the pair will be confident of success, this could go either way with goals likely at either end. Elsewhere, Inter Milan play host to away side Torino at Stadio Giuseppe Mieza. Champions Juventus host Cagliari. Atalanta travel to Spezia and Crotoni host Lazio. Bayern Munich will look to maintain their lead at the top of the Bundesliga table when they host Werder Bremen on Saturday. After starting slow, Hansi Flick's men have won each of their last five league matches to move two points clear of RB Leipzig, who travel to Antwerp Frankfurt. In third place, Borussia Dortmund play away to Hertha Berlin. Monaco will attempt to defy the odds and stop Paris Saint-Germain in their tracks when Niko Kovac's men play host to the champions in Friday's league R encounter. Tottenham can send a message to the rest of the Premier League that they are serious contenders for the Premier League title when Manchester City visit North London on Saturday evening. Manchester United will host West Brom. Chelsea travel to Newcastle. League leaders Leicester will welcome Liverpool to the Kim Power Stadium. And in our commentary game on Sunday on Sports Arena, Leeds take on Arsenal. And as good Moses did mention that, we've got Leeds versus Arsenal right after Asante Kotoko, Brickham, Chelsea. Let's head to the Crossport Stadium, get some updates right now. Olympics, we know, have scored the third goal. Reku Ampofu is there. Reku, who scored that goal? Well, it was a goal scored by right winger Samuel Abe Asikwe, and it was really a reward for his hard work. He's putting a real shift down that right flank, and he won the ball right in the midfield in the Legon City's house. And he drove straight into the penalty box of Legon City. He showed great strength despite efforts to bring him down. And then released the ferocious strike with his left foot right at the center, uh, right before he entered the box. And it beat Fatal Dada, uh, leaving him helpless once again. And this game set match as Olympics do lead by three goals to nil. It's been a fair reflection of the game. They've dominated right from the start. And Legon City really have to do some soul searching. Uh, after this result, they've not looked like a team who've been together for a while. They never looked like a team that wanted anything from this game. And certainly, Goran Bayotayevich has a lot of work to do. But a bit of concern for uh, Olympics coach Anna Walker. As well, I'm, I'm sitting, I can spot Murasiu. Uh, his name is Lukaku. He was having a good game up until he was subbed up mm. uh, for our Hassan Sunday. And he's currently suffering from an injury. And he's been treated by the first day. So it's a good day for Anna Walker, but he would be concerned about the fitness of his star man, um, who has not been on the score sheet, but has worked tirelessly, tirelessly at front. Thank you very much, Rekwan Poffo. Uh, three goals to nil. Great Olympics are cruising right now to the three points. And remember, Rekwan Poffo, where would he be on Sunday? Okay, yeah, he'll be in Doha. Uh, that game involving Dreams FC and Midyama FC. More here. Live on radio, live online. This is the locker room with George Addo Jr.
Tennis next on the locker room and there are doubts about how next year's opening Grand Slam, the Australian Open, will go ahead after government in the state of Victoria indicated that players would not be permitted to arrive in mid-December as usual, but at the end of the month instead. Now, if players do arrive at the end of December, they will have to quarantine for two weeks, leaving little time for preparation. Joining me now with some analysis is the BBC's tennis commentator, Russell Fuller. Thanks, Russell, for your time. Give us a background to what's fast becoming a mecky path for players who are hoping to participate in next year's opening Grand Slam in Australia. It's the Victorian state government that are putting a block on Tennis Australia's master plan. If players have been able to arrive in the middle of December and quarantine for a couple of weeks, then they could have started the season on schedule at the start of January. My understanding is that they may still be allowed entry at the very end of December. So in theory, the Australian Open could still start on time, but that assumes players are able to practice during their 14 days of quarantine, which I think is very likely. And it would also reduce options for warm-up events, normally two weeks of warm-up events before the first Grand Slam of the season. So disruptive certainly for the players who've been gearing up to jump on a plane in three or four weeks' time. Here's what the British number one and world number 14, Johanna Conter, told BBC Sport earlier. Obviously, everyone was, uh, I think, very much looking forward and, and kind of got their head around the, the December 14th um, date. And I think it came as a bit of an adjustment, a bit of a shock. But I think, you know, including Tennis Australia, I think Tennis Australia have been working incredibly hard to to really be very transparent and very um, proactive in, in making things happen for players to be able to go and work and to be able to stage a, a great event. Um, it's not under our control. It's not under Tennis Australia's control. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a government decision. And I guess in terms of what a government, I assume, has to, to look over, a tennis event is probably a very, very small part of the, the decision-making process. So we'll stay open and stay flexible and, and be grateful to be able to get the opportunity to play, hopefully. And hopefully we'll be able to make it work so that we do get some more warm-up events before the Australian Open. Thanks, Russell Fuller, for your time on the show. Just one line from Formula 1 tonight. And for the first time since equaling Michael Schumacher's record, Lewis Hamilton spoke to the BBC Sally Nugent on a wide range of issues. But you're about to hear from a seven-time world champion who says it's difficult to come to terms with all the success. I definitely not got used to it. Um, I think it's it's always a always just a privilege when people mention uh, mention it. As I've had more messages than I've ever had in my entire life. The loveliest messages of some of the nicest people that some of the super incredible people. Go on, drop me some names. Tell me who sent you messages. Uh, well, what I will say is the royal family posted uh, a message, which was, I mean, wow. I was just, you know, every time I was shown, I saw someone on my social media just seeing who had, who had posted about me. And to see the royal family do uh, a personal post, I think that was, for me, that was the most, um, that was one of the biggest honors I feel like I've experienced. How important is it to get that recognition when you've worked so hard for so many years in, in all honesty I, I don't do it for recognition you know I, I've trained my whole life I think the young, the most important people when I got out of the race and when I was when I got home was talking to you know FaceTiming with my sister um, my brother um, my mum and the, my niece and nephew that was like you know and, and speaking to my dad and my stepmom Linda that's all I need to, that's all I need if there's any recognition or, or acknowledgement, actually, it's the best when your parent tells it tells you that they're, they're proud. You know, that's. What was the first thing he said to you when you spoke to him after the race? He said, "I knew you would do it." <laughs> he always does. I mean, he's you know before all the races, he he'll message me and he's like, "I know you can do it." And um, but of course, there's these races like like on Sunday where there's got to have been a moment of doubt that like, okay, this doesn't look like it's going that well, going to happen. But he's always like, I knew you'd do it. But you managed in that moment when you crossed the line to deliver a really powerful message over the radio. Just remind everybody what you said in that moment because it was really special. For the kids out there who dream the impossible, do not give up on that dream because I am living proof that you can manifest your dreams and even the impossible ones. I remember as a kid, adults, teachers... Uh, parents of other drivers and youngsters telling me that I, I would not make it. You're, never, you're, you're not good enough. There's no way you're going to make it. 
go back to your country, you know, like all these horrible things. And I, and I remember, I'm going to prove you wrong. So really, I think the message was for all the kids out there who may be feeling that they don't have a voice, maybe dreaming something and or want to dream big. What's next, Lewis? I, I would love to stay. I want to be here. I, I still feel like young. I still feel energized. I still feel hungry. And what's crazy is that, yes, I've won this seventh title, but we have another big, big uh, fight to win. And that's for racial equality across the board. And and that's, you know, for, and diversity within my, within my sport, which I thought would have I would have helped shift just by being here. But I realise that's not the case. Lots of industries now work to have, you know, an ideal number of people of colour within their company. Should Formula One be looking to do that like lots of places do now? I think that's a difficult question to answer because you want people to earn the, the position, you know? So no one wants to be handed. And we don't want to create a position of uh, uh, force these teams to just hire people, minorities for the sake of filling the space. We want to create an opportunity that those individuals actually are educated and have earned the right, if you understand what I mean. And it's also non-biased hiring. You say it's not enough for you just to be there at the top of the sport. What more can you do? I want to find out what the real problem is first so we can fix it efficiently. I'm working with the Royal, the, the Royal Academy of Engineering in London. Um, we've got this incredible commission. Some of the, the great people from it, uh, they're all academics. Some people working on the ground in black communities, some are in politics. Um, and it's trying to, uh, this research that we're doing is trying to understand why there is a lack of um, young black kids applying for, to STEM subjects. What are the barriers? Lewis Hamilton speaking there in a special interview with our partners, the BBC.